whatever. Apparently the option just is. Yep, there you go. Okay. In three, two. Well, back here on another episode of the Nittany Nation podcast. Andrew Clay, Andrew Penwell also joining me. It's time to talk about Penn State basketball's new head coach. It's Mike Rhodes. And to talk about that, we have Sean Robertson from, I can't even remember the call letters now, WTVR. There you go. Let's restart this. Three, two. Well, back to another episode of the Nittany Nation podcast. Andrew Clay, Andrew Lee Penwell with me. We are talking about Penn State's new head basketball coach, Mike Robertson. Mike. I'll take I'll take the contract. I'll take Over it. <laughs> that is Sean Robertson, our guest from WTVR in Richmond, Virginia Commonwealth's former basketball coach, now the Penn State head coach. I don't know why I'm tone-tied today, guys. It's just one of those days. One of those days. I totally agree. Sean, I appreciate you joining us for this conversation. Mike Rhodes has been now at VCU for five years. Uh, Actually six. I'm sorry. Actually six. This completed six years. Yeah. We, we talked about this earlier this week. We were talking about him. You think very highly of him as a coach and man. No question. Uh, a great guy. Had the chance to cover him his entire time here at VCU, not only as a head coach, but also when he was the associate head coach with the Rams under Shaka Smart when they went on that great run in 2011. I, I want to say he's a player's coach, and I don't say that in a negative way. Every player past and present who I've talked to about Coach Rose, they can't say any more nice things about what he has done for the program, what he has done for that individual player, both on and off the court. And so uh, for those here in Richmond, it's it's a little bit of a sad day, but a little a little bit of anger as well with uh, people who thought that Rose was going to stay here longer than six years has decided to uh, take a chance, take that leap, and uh, work at a uh, Power 5 conference in the uh, Big Ten with Penn State. Well, actually surprised, though, that you left? A little bit, a little bit. And I don't want to, you know, harp on his press conference that he had talking about this is home. You know, he wants to be here. It just seemed like, VCU and Mike Rose was a great fit. Like I said, he he was an assistant coach here. His first coaching job was in the state and Randolph Macon. He had a great had great success there. Then came to VCU, had a, a stop at Rice where he had a great season his last year there with the Owls before coming back. It just seemed like he was happy here. His family was happy here. His oldest son is just grad will graduate this summer and will play collegiately at Colgate. So I don't know if that played a part in opportunity to go back home. I just felt that during the time when nothing was said, when we kind of heard the news that Penn State was meeting with Rose and nothing was said after that, that he was either torn about the decision to have a chance to go back home or he was going to actually stay at VCU. So I think just him taking that leap, I don't begrudge him. Uh, I, I am a little surprised that he decided to take the chance. As much as Richmond may have felt like home for Mike Rhodes, the truth is he is a Pennsylvania native. He is from the Lebanon, or he played college basketball at Lebanon Valley. He's from more northeastern Pennsylvania. But, but this is home. Pennsylvania is, is, is truly his home state, and clearly that draw to come back to Pennsylvania was, was part of, I'm sure, part of the equation. What, what I'm interested in, I could argue, and we talked about this earlier in the week, 
through text message, I could I could argue he had a better situation at VCU than he does at Penn State. He's going to inherit a, an empty roster. Uh, do you think he's the kind of guy that players will gravitate towards and and want to stay and play for? I think so. I think he has he has that aura about himself that he can convince a player to change his mind. If if this guy wants to leave Penn State, I think if Rose has an opportunity to talk to him one-on-one, that he will say the right things and will convince that player to stay. The question is going to be how many of those guys at Penn State will actually stay and talk to Mike one-on-one to kind of get a feel of what he will bring to the table, what his vision is, for the program and how that particular player can help him build the program. Cause if he's going to start from scratch, this is going to be, this is probably going to be his toughest rebuild. I don't think he had a rebuild here at VCU. He had some talent here when he took over the job rice, maybe, but this is going to be a real, real challenge for Mike. If all of those dominoes fall into place, like we talked about Andrew on text, if these guys decide to leave and want to enter the portal, you know, how many guys will he have at Penn State? How many guys will transfer from VCU to Penn State? So I think he will be all in with the portal. And I think if he gets enough guys to to buy into what he wants to build at Penn State, uh, they got the right guy to do it. I do think one thing uh, I want to add to that, it's interesting. I went back through looking at Penn State classes from this year and last year, and there aren't VCU recruited players in those classes. So I do think he will have to establish new connections with guys that he doesn't have much of a relationship with. What can Penn State fans expect from him in the next couple of years? What is his general personality, demeanor, and how will he fit in? He's an energetic guy. I think he's a guy that loves to be in the community. He wants to talk to the fans. Uh, I don't think he's a guy where he just wants to be in his office and just focus solely on basketball. That's what he will do, but he wants to get out into the community with him coming back home. This would be a great opportunity to see old friends, see some family members that maybe did not move to Virginia once he left that area. So he's that type of guy. If you see him at a coffee shop or you see him at the mall, he is a community-minded head coach. He wants the community to be involved with the basketball program. And I think that's what you're going to get from Rhodes as the new Penn State head coach. You also talked about anger from the fans. I'm curious, what is the uh, Twitter world saying? What are fans saying to express that anger? They were going back to what he was saying at his press conference, his introductory press conference at VCU. This is home. I'm happy you know, all trails lead to him coming back to Richmond. And they just felt that he was not going to leave. They felt he was going to be that guy that would not take those overtures of a of Penn State, that if a Power 5 program decided to gauge his interest in leaving VCU, that he would be the guy to say no. And unfortunately, this was the one job, and, you know, talking to some people here in our area, this was the one job that a lot of, VCU fans were leery of because of the history he has in the state. And if ever that job became available, speaking of the Penn Penn State job, if it ever became available, a lot of fans were nervous that he would take the job because of him, you know, growing up in the area. He wasn't too far from the campus. He had great success as an athlete there. Family is still 
up there. And so when it came about, you know, a lot of people were nervous and they just thought that his success at VCU and making Richmond a second home would be enough for him to turn down that opportunity to go back home. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case. We were talking about uh, transfers here a moment ago. And one player that's already gotten a lot of uh, chatter from Penn State fans is a young freshman on that team, Christian uh, Furman. Furman was recruited by Penn State. Uh, Fisher was a big recruiter, recruiter on him. He had official visits. He had offers, all this kit and caboodle. I ended up at BCU. What can you tell us about Furman? And are people already voicing concern that Furman could follow his head coach back to his home state? Furman got some playing time this year with the team. He was caught in a situation where he had a couple of guys ahead of him that was able to play really well. And Brandon Johns Jr., a transfer from Michigan that was an all 10, all eight, I'm sorry, all Atlantic 10 player first team. The number changes every year. Yes, yes. And they all are changing. <laughs> Big and, 14. Uh, yes. And uh, also Jalen Deloach, who uh, who was a 13, a 10 uh, selection this year. But he did get some time. He showed some flashes on the defensive end. He's got a you know a long wingspan. I think it's 7172. Uh, can jump out of the gym. Uh, just didn't get a lot of opportunities to play. But the times that he did, he was able to show some glimpses that if he stays, uh, he could he could do some things, and we're gonna say this every year: if he stays, if he stays, or if she stays, that uh, he will have an opportunity to do some things. And and you just don't know. We we've heard some rumors that there are gonna be some players leaving VCU, entering their name in the portal. Deloach is one of those names we have heard. Not true if it if that's uh, is not a hundred percent sure that that will take place. But we've heard rumors. So if some guys do leave and Furman decides to stay. He will probably be in the mix to get more playing time, or he could follow Rhodes, go back home, and uh, and play for Penn State. So this this is going to have a trickle down effect with Penn State, with VCU, and who knows, uh, you know, future classes. You know, the twenty twenty four class. The you know for both programs, it's this is a huge uh, decision for Penn State to take Rhodes and for Rhodes to make the decision to leave VCU. And besides being the players coach philosophically what can we expect what style of basketball will we see in happy valley he physically he has some of those old uh shaka smart havoc principles it's not the full 94 by six you know 94 feet press that shaka had at vcu doesn't have the personnel uh like he did with the briante weber who was there um but there will be some uh, some spots where he will bring the press so you will see some of that. Offensively, they like to work inside and out, but he would love to have wing players that can shoot the long race shot. Uh, we've seen, I want to say, there were at least three or four guys on this year's squad uh, who was shooting between 35 and 40% in shooting threes. David Schreiber, who was a transfer from Hartford, uh, he was shooting right around 40% this year. Ace Baldwin was around 35, 36%. So he likes guards and wing players that can um, get it inside to the post players, but also go downhill, a term he loves to use, go downhill, uh, create for themselves and also for his teammates, attacking the rim, 
and shooting the outside shot. So first principle offensively, get that ball inside and then try to get the uh, outside shot from the initial pass in the post. A little bit of havoc defense with the full court press and some three-point shooting doesn't sound starkly different than what Michael Shrewsbury did, though Michael Shrewsbury had a much more pro-style offense. Do you think, how do you, how would you describe, how would you explain his offensive of system, uh, you know, in the way we say Shrewsbury was a pro-style, which makes sense from his time with the Boston Celtics. Um, how would you describe Mike Rhodes's his offensive system? That's a good question, because I don't think we really even talked about if it's considered a pro style um I've, there's probably some pro style principles in there um i think th with this year's group given the starting lineup they're very interchangeable and what i mean by that outside of probably deloach who is a true post player that maybe could shoot between 12 feet and in the other guys had the ability to go inside and out. So it's almost like with Brandon Johns, he had the ability to play with his back to the basket and also shoot the three. The wing guys, Jameer Watkins, uh, who's 6'7", Jaden Nunn, who's about 6'3", 6'4", Ace Baldwin, 6'1". Six six it's interchangeable where they can go inside, out. So I don't know if it's really, I guess you can maybe call it a little bit of pro style. It's just a... I think with with Rose is going to always depend on the personnel he has uh, on the roster at that given time. He's he's very good at adjusting to the talent he has, as opposed to making the guy adjust his skill to what he wants to bring to the table. So I don't know if we really want to call it a pro style. I call it maybe just the Mike Rose uh, style. I'm going to adjust to what I have, and if he can have guys who can play with his back to the basket and also shoot the three-point shot, Penn State people, I think, will be really, really happy. The question is, does he have or can he get those type of guys like he had this year or like he had this year to implement that system? Well, it's no doubt if Mike Rhodes can keep Penn State's current young players together and perhaps grab one or two of those players from this year's recruiting class, he certainly has plenty of talent uh, on the roster, even if he doesn't have plenty of bodies on the roster i did want to ask you uh, a little bit about his recruiting chops and, and some of that and what he's how he's done I, I see that vcu doesn't even currently have anyone in this year's recruiting class now i know it's a young team uh, what, what how has Rhodes been as a recruiter over the years i thought he's been pretty good I, I know when when he was an assistant with shaka he they had some of their top recruiting classes in program history. I mean, they were, you know, one of the highest rated mid-major programs, according to ESPN, that they had when Rose was an assistant. And I thought he did well when he was the head coach here. I mean, got Ace Baldwin from out of Maryland. He got Jalen Deloach uh, from the South, from the Georgia, Florida area. Um, Furman, as you stated, from that area. He got some transfers from Michigan, uh, from West Virginia. So I think he he has that ability. I, I hear a fire engine here in the background, so I apologize with that. What'd um, you do? <laughs> all of this talk about Mike Rose is fire. They might burn, burn down, might burn down Broad Street uh, if he is unable to get out of town. Just uh, but in regards to recruiting, I, I thought he did pretty well. He's been able to get guys from different parts of the country, um, different skill sets. Uh, Zeb Jackson, who was the transfer from Michigan, is a, is an Ohio guy. 
uh, Brandon Johns, the other transfer from Michigan. He is a Michigan guy. Um, so I think he he has that ability to go wherever. Uh, Toby Lawal, uh, uh, another nice looking freshman that played with Furman, trying to battle time to be like that number three or number four post player. Grew up in England, played his college ball and uh, played his high school ball in Maine. So I think with with Mike, he'll go wherever the talent sends him. And I just, like I said, I think with his his aura and his ability to communicate with guys, I, I just think a lot of them have been able to gravitate to him. You know, we've had a couple of transfers, but, you know, now I think that's just been the norm. They'll just, you know, sometimes the numbers just don't match up with those guys. And then unfortunately, uh, they, they want to go elsewhere. But for the most part, the key guys that he has recruited, they have stayed. So he hasn't had a losing season since 2015. If you had to distill it down to one or two things of what makes him tick, of why he's been so successful, what do you think those couple things are? One, like I said, I think he's a player's coach. I think his ability to communicate what he wants from the guys is, I think, one of his biggest assets. I don't think he beats around the bush. I think he will be as direct and as stern as he can but do it in a way where it's not to either throw a guy under the bus or to the point where he feels disrespected I think his style of play has a lot of guys enjoy their time under Rose I mean Bones Highland you know from his freshman year or from his sophomore year to his junior year that one year jump got him a 10 player of the year a couple of years ago, and also got drafted by the Denver Nuggets. Um, just his style. Sometimes it can be up-tempo. It has that ability, like I said, to shoot some threes when the three is there. And the defense as well. Like I said, there, there are some principles to the Havoc-style defense, but it's something that a lot of guys just enjoy playing. And I think those guys just it, just love playing for Mike. And a lot of the, the former VCU players who were here when he was an assistant and even as the you know head coach they come back and they just talk about how they like coach rose just his ability to talk his ability to to diagram a play uh his ability to adjust on the fly they they you rarely hear a bad thing from a player about coach rose and i think if you can get away with that in this business you're pretty good it's certainly a busy week in the south commonwealth as virginia Tech is in the final four. VCU is in a coaching search. He's Sean Robertson from WTBR in Richmond, Virginia. You can follow his work at CBS 6 Sports Sean. That's S-E-A-N. Don, I appreciate you coming on and joining us. Guys, I enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully we will talk again soon, I guess, within, what, another 24, 48 hours when he appears at Penn State as the new head coach. Yeah, we'll see when he finally uh, when he finally gets here to Happy Valley, whether it'll be here at the end of this week or early next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, John. Thank, Thank you. you. Hey, Sean, appreciate it. That was great. Uh, two quick.